welcome to Big Dog Ball Talk. If you don't get an Apple Watch, you will fucking die. Uh, I'm Matt Acorn, the big dog uh, with a little pup, Jordan Flegel. Jordan, you've seen these commercials, right? Like, you had to have seen them at this point, at, at, like somewhere uh, along the lines. Like the, the girls crashed her car into the river, like Dwight Schrute. Oh, yes. She's like, my head's a, it's rising above my neck. And it's like, oh my God. And another one's like the uh, the Siri reading up the guy's coordinates because he got knocked out on a bike ride. It's like, you literally, yeah. I've never seen fear, fear, tra- fear tactic marketing by a yeah. company like a tech company like this this is uh this is something else yeah i wasn't sure where, what you meant when you first said that but yeah i 100 i've seen those uh freaking ads mostly mostly the american ads because i'm watching football these days yeah. yep and uh yeah they pop up every few minutes and yeah pretty weird i don't know i mean um i guess i guess that's useful though if you have if you have an apple watch you're out in the woods uh do you get out in the woods much matt like in a place where if you were to fall over you would you know you'd be you'd be dead with the or would the man tracker find you i don't think so i i i'm, I'm pretty I, I like to stay on the trail you know uh, yeah. a, a random hiker would find me easily uh yeah, yeah. I, I, i'm not much of a camo guy or anything either uh so I mean, I don't think I would blend much uh, into the surrounding. I think I'd be noticeable. You could probably find me if you, if like you had to. Uh, That's good. But to hear. I mean, yeah, especially in the city. I mean, it's not really a, a whole lot of great, uh, you know, woods <laughs> to go and trot through. But uh, yeah, everybody, welcome to Big Dog Ball Talk. I uh, hope you guys have been enjoying uh, your weekends uh, as you're listening to this. Uh, hopefully on the Monday, maybe later on. Uh, either way, into the future. Uh, some crazy NFL action, but of course, more crazy NBA action uh, going on as per usual. And uh, just finishing up here Sunday night, uh, the Denver Nuggets uh, in early shellacking against the, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. It was a close game at halftime. Uh, I will say that. And then it just kind of looked like Jokic wanted to be, uh, you know, the MVP. And he, uh, he, I guess he, he really wasn't even dominating like his usual. He wasn't putting up a lot of points. Uh, no. I mean, facilitating really well for his team and, you know, uh, as, as great as, you know, Jokic has been, uh, you know, I, I do want to give some props before I forget, you know, I kind of mentioned him a couple times now, uh, shout out to Aaron Gordon. Uh, you yeah. know, he, he's really stepped up big for this Nuggets team. Uh, I believe he was a, a team high 24. Yes. Uh, team high 24 for the Nuggets today. Uh, and, and, and really he's just been playing incredibly and, and with all these injuries to Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Uh, you know, he's yeah. been their number two. And when he came in as such a raw, I think he was just uh, like under like 19, I think even when he came into the league, he was playing for the magic, you know, a lot of uh, hype around him. He was a top five pick, I think for God's sakes, which is kind of crazy to think of. Uh, yeah. I believe the same. I think that was the 2014. I think that was the, the Wiggins draft. Uh, if I'm not yeah, I think you're right. Um, but yeah, he was, uh, you know, highly touted, you know, the dunk contest really put him on the map, but uh, kind of similar to what we were talking about Zach Levine in one of our last pods, you know, he really worked on his game. He worked on his craft. He's become a, a really reliable defender, uh, as well as a, a great sharpshooter, uh, for the nuggets. So, I mean, uh, I, I'm really happy to see Aaron Gordon kind of step up, but, uh, overall, I mean, yeah, a, a great win here for the nuggets. Uh, I mean, what, what were your biggest takeaways from the game? Yeah, it was uh, insane just to see that final score because this game was in Milwaukee uh, mm-hmm. and the Bucks were at pretty much full strength. Like they're not missing uh, any of their guys other than Brooke Lopez. Uh, like they, they, they had their, um, you know, pretty much their complete kind of championship roster here with, uh, you know, Portis and, and Drew Holiday and Middleton and Giannis, obviously, and their kind of trio of uh, their kind of shooting guard swingmen, like Alan Connaughton and DiVincenzo, they all played. Wesley Matthews is, 
you know, good to go. So they, they're kind of at a point in the season where you would expect them to be dominating and for the Nuggets to go in there uh, and win by 36, it was just insane. And yeah. uh, you're right. What like uh, Jokic didn't have a uh, crazy night scoring the ball. He only finished with 18 points, but he had 15 assists and nine boards uh, in the 28 minutes that he played. And he, it, when I was watching him play, it reminded me of like a Kevin McHale quote from a while ago when he was talking about playing with Larry Bird uh, and talked about Magic Johnson too. And he said, you know, sometimes those guys would get a similar game like this. Neither of them would go off like crazy uh, uh, offensively scoring the ball themselves, but they'd have like around 20 points and like, yeah, like 15 assists and 10 rebounds, something like that. And just completely control the game. Like they, yeah. they would be maestros of the game start to finish. Uh, they control everything that's going on. And that's exactly what Nikola Jokic did tonight. Like he, he was getting so, he had so many hockey assists during this game too. getting in the lane, like kicking it out. So many of his assists were to three open three point shooters, which explains, you know, the, the pretty high score uh, that the Nuggets got to in the end. And uh, it was super contagious. Like uh, the Nuggets just came out with so much energy. Their offense was absolutely beautiful tonight. And uh, even though, yeah, they don't have the strongest kind of defensive personnel. Uh, and, and the Bucks could have, in theory, taken advantage advantage of that. Like the the Nuggets really uh, shellacking uh, through that whole second half. Just uh, beautiful offensive basketball. It was really great to watch. Yeah, uh, and, and I mean, again, like Giannis, uh, you know, he did his thing for the Bucks. Uh, again, it was really only until that third quarter uh, that the Nuggets really ran away with this one. Uh, yeah, but you know, the supporting cast not exactly there to help out uh, as much as they would like. I mean. Uh, I, I mean, you know, Giannis nine for 19, it's not a, a horrible, he got to the line 15 times for God's sakes, uh, which yeah. is insanity. But I mean, you look at the rest of the, like who is really helping here. I mean, uh, like Bobby Portis, five for 11 Middleton only took eight shots. I mean, Drew holiday taking nine. I don't know what the hell that is. Uh, like I, 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 in what world is drew holiday more valuable on your offense than Chris Middleton? Uh, I mean, you need to get, let this guy get some shots. I mean, he's supposed to be an all-star in my eyes for God's sakes. I mean, uh, maybe yeah. take that one back with a, you know, <laughs> he, he, he kind of did the, he chipped in, you know, he had a seven assists and five boards, but I mean, uh, all in all, when you're getting your asses clapped like this, I mean, you can't really, uh, you know, you can't, you can't just sit there and like, be like, ah, oh, you know what? I, I kind of did my thing. And you know, the, uh, obviously I, they, they didn't play much in the fourth quarter. They both teams just kind of emptied the benches and said, screw it. Uh, but yeah. even then, like, I didn't see anything from the Bucks bench either there. Like, I, I mean, the Nuggets bench outplayed their bench too. Like, it was kind of a uh, a weird game. Like, the Bucks really just did not play up to their their standards at all. And, uh, you know, it, this is now, you know, two losses they've had uh, against, you know, the, the Cavs as well, against teams that are, you know, they're fighting and could possibly, you know, be in contention or at least a playoff threat. Uh, and before I was calling them the contender killers. So I don't know what's, yep. uh, what's going on with them. They're, they're so hot and cold. Like the bucks, like uh, again, like one, one night they look like they're going to go back to back. And then the next night I'm kind of like, well, what, like besides the honest, what's going to happen here? It's a, uh, they're, they're a tricky team to really put my finger on right now. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's, it's hard because as much as I want to uh, look at them and be kind of suspect and, and think, Oh, maybe, uh, you know, maybe there is something off here. And, you know, cause, cause you're right. They've had kind of these questionable losses, especially recently, but at the same time, uh, w- being honest with myself, I'm just, they've earned my respect now to the point where I'm going to have to see them fail in the playoffs yeah. uh, before I get really worried, which is crazy to think because 
Uh, I was I kind of felt the opposite about the Bucks uh, until last year when they did go and win it. Like I, I just uh, I, I re- definitely respected what Giannis brought to the table. Obviously, uh, like he, he's been incredible now for like four or five years. But I just mm-hmm. didn't think uh, someone like Chris Middleton as kind of a second fiddle and the other guys on their team could put it all together and, and go and win. And when they did it last year in such a kind of dominating fashion, uh, I, uh, I, yeah, I'm at the point now where I'm going to have to see them fail on the biggest stage before I'm worried at all. Like, uh, even if their playoff seating isn't particularly good, I'm still not going to be all that worried. Uh, because mm-hmm. I, I think that, you know, that their, their defense, uh, you know, their, their kind of locked in playoff defense will travel perfectly well. Um, and Giannis can dominate in any building. Cause it's not like he even relies on, uh, you know, shooting the ball, uh, that much. And yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, for, it's definitely been a weird stretch of the season for them though, because, uh, again, we kind of, uh, across the NBA community thought once all of these guys were back in the lineup, they would just, you know, rocket, rocket chip up uh, the standings and end up at the top of the East. And it's not really happening. They're just kind of yeah. staying around, uh, you know, same pace. Um, and yeah, losing to teams that really shouldn't, they, they should not be losing to the nuggets as good as, Jokic is uh, with with the other supporting cast around him. You you, you should not be losing uh, to the Nuggets at home. So sure. uh, we'll, we'll we'll keep monitoring it. Uh, I suppose I, I do still expect them to be fine. But uh, honestly, no matter what really goes down in the regular season, if they enter the playoffs healthy, I, I still think they're the team to beat in the East. Yeah, well, and we kind of mentioned it in the last podcast. We we're talking about kind of the dog fight that's going on within the East right now. If you don't have the top two seed, uh, you know one through six are all so close. I mean, if you're a yeah. three, six or a four or five, I mean, that's going to be a tough matchup. Like uh, you're pretty much getting a second round uh, matchup in the first. Uh, yeah. So I, it's, it, I, I think that teams actually, especially like Milwaukee, and maybe that's just them showing their, their confidence. And I mean, they're, they're the defending champs, so they have, they have every right to be confident. But uh, I think that any of those six teams that are kind of in that uh, like vying and trying to get that top spot, I think you got to give it your all to make you uh, make that uh, that race there. Cause uh, yeah. I, I really do think like you can't, you can't take any chances this year. It's going to be, it's going to come down yeah. to the last shot in a lot of these series. And uh, you know, I think that you want the every advantage you can. And uh, you know, just to say, I, I, I no disrespect. I mean, right now, you know, projected uh, uh, if they, let's say they went out through the, the play in, but I mean, uh, if you're playing the the Raptors or the Hornets, I mean, I'll, I'm going to get to the Raptors a little bit later in the podcast, but uh, I've made a, a nice observation, I think, uh, about their playoff uh, chances here. But, I mean, Charlotte at yep. seven, that's a tough seven seed. I mean, oh, yeah. that's the, cool. there's no guarantees here. So, I, I mean, the, I, I think the Bucks maybe are just kind of like, you know what, it's going to be a tough road to get back to the finals this year, and we're just going to have to do our thing. We're going to make the playoffs for sure. But, uh, yeah, we'll, yeah. Just, uh, we'll fight and we'll scratch our way there. But, uh yeah it's it's looking like it's going to be uh another insane year uh you know for the playoffs in the nba which again we, we didn't really have for <laughs> probably the i don't know yeah, what yeah, a decade yeah. almost no, i mean between like yeah yeah it's it's nice to not know what the finals matchup is in uh september you know it's uh yeah it's yeah it's, it's, it's definitely an advantage here uh and, and to move on another game that was uh you know reminiscent of some past finals that we've we've witnessed in the past the uh, the brooklyn nets taking on the the Golden State Warriors uh in Oakland and hey A Wiggins looking like the the all-star that he is in that first half kind of disappeared oh, yeah. in the fourth quarter when things got a little spicy got a little close so uh you know yeah. definitely not my uh my favorite Wiggins game but it was almost it was on pace he was uh, again looking for that Wilt Chamberlain 101 yeah uh, he was close. yeah just missed out uh but again yeah 24 for Wiggy 
Uh, he was getting wiggy with it, they could say. Um, <laughs> but uh, again, Kyrie Irving playing as the solo dog. I mean, with Kevin Durant out, James Harden was missing this game. Uh, yeah. Really just Kyrie doing his thing. We haven't really see, give, had him do this since his return yet. Uh, yeah. And he looked amazing, man. He really yeah. he really had a couple plays. I was like, wow. Like, he, it was back to, you know, the Kyrie that, you know, was arguably the best point guard in the game. Uh, yeah. Even in the in the clutch, I mean, and, and another, it, it was a great game just for the returns. I mean, Clay Thompson hit the deep three to go yeah. up, and then Kyrie answered right away on the other side after the timeout. I mean, uh, a beautiful game of basketball all around. But uh, you know, I think if uh, you're the Nets, this is definitely a big moral victory, knowing that you know, arguably your two best players uh, didn't play, and you still barely lost. Yeah, for sure. Like. It was, it was a really good game that I didn't think would be that, that close in the end. And, uh, but yeah, all credit to the Nets in this one. Uh, it was, you know, Kyrie going off, but Patty Mills went off in this game too, yep. which I think is good to, I think this is a really interesting, uh, thing to watch that happen. If you're Steve Nash, like knowing that you can play Kyrie and Patty Mills together, uh, and they can work off of each other and, uh, you know, in the kind of space, uh, and defensive attention Kyrie demands. You can kick it over to Patty Mills, who's obviously a you know an incredible shooter, especially Let's see small you know, forward Harden. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, I mean <laughs> he's got the he's got the weight for it. So yeah, there you uh, go. Should be should be good to go. But yeah, like uh, Patty Mills, six for twelve from deep um, in this one, and uh, yeah, hitting hitting from kind of all spots, and and those two just really picked apart the the Warriors defense. And yeah, Kyrie, he had seven boards, seven assists in this one as well. He was kind of getting other guys involved and uh vintage Kyrie game like it was so so mm-hmm. good to see him back uh doing that sort of thing because it, it feels like it's been forever since since we've been able to see it one of the most talented guys you know at finishing at scoring at, at, at shooting the ball and it's just something about watching him he's just like a master at what he does not many guys can be kind of that smooth uh and that sort of you know, intentional with getting, getting wherever he wants on the court. So For sure. that, that was just great. And on the golden state side, like Steph Curry's kind of low key been struggling here. Like he, yeah. he's not uh, looked like himself. Uh, I want to say it's almost been like a, or it's at least it's felt like a couple weeks, um, you know, aside from the uh, you know, every now and then uh, in that stretch, he'll put up a, a classic Curry game. But uh, I, I, I think, I kind of mentioned it before I say he, that Steph kind of struggles when Draymond's not out there, but it's starting to feel like it's something a little bit more than that. Like, I don't know if maybe he's a little tired at this point in the season and he's going through just a little bit of a slump. Um, uh, I'm not really sure. Like he took 10 threes tonight or, or during this game on uh, whenever it was Thursday, Thursday, Friday night. And uh, he, he took 10 only made three um, and was five for 18 overall from the field. Like just uh, got awful shooting night. Uh, he, he chipped in with his eight assists and there were other guys getting it done. Obviously the Warriors won the game, so you can't be too, too critical, but uh, it's, it's, it's strange to see him struggling like this after, after such a hot start. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing I noticed for golden state is their defense is not even close to on the same level when uh, Draymond's not out there. Like yeah, he, he yeah. helps, he helps so many other guys be successful in that defensive system. It's not just what he brings to him table himself, which obviously is a lot. It's, like he is uh, the head of the snake and uh, you, you can see like a team like Brooklyn shorthanded without their, their kind of two leading guys in, in Harden and Durant right in this one um, and uh, easily could have won it if, you know, mm-hmm. things fall a different way. So uh, I, I hope for the Warriors sake, they get this Draymond thing sorted out and he doesn't have any 
sort of lingering issues with his back um, that, that's kept him out here during this stretch because uh, offensively and defensively, like we said before, he doesn't he doesn't jump out at you as stats or anything like that. But he is so important to this this team, and uh, without him, uh, I think they pretty much lose contender status for me. Yeah, uh, yeah. If he's not going to be out there playing. Well, and we, we were even kind of questioning them as a legitimate title contender. I know, um, and I wrote down before. I wrote that down in my notes too, Matt. I was like, me and you, we gotta we gotta uh, uh, take take our, our credit right now because yeah. all those people right at the beginning of the season who were you know screaming about uh, the Warriors uh, as locked to make the finals, they're, yeah, they're very yeah. quiet right now. I haven't heard from them in a while. But me and you, I think we were we were level headed. We we weren't quite yeah. ready to hop on the bandwagon yet. I think that was the right call. Comes with experience, man. I think that we, uh, yeah, we, 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 we've yes. got, we've got all the best bandwagon analogies in the game. So, uh, yeah, we, <laughs> I, again, we, 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 we were waving goodbye. We're saying it's not our time yet. We're, we're <laughs> saying sayonara maybe when it comes around, uh, next time to the town. Yeah. Uh, we still we'll got- hop on. When, when Draymond's back in the saddle, when he's, uh, he's, yeah, he's orchestrating yeah. everything, but, uh, and also shout out to Draymond, uh, signing that, uh, Turner sports deal, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. which is so crazy that he's allowed to do this. I like, know. I, I thought that. Like, I feel like he, it shouldn't be allowed because, like, he could easily. Like, I'm pretty sure he did. Did he? I, I maybe I'm misremembering this. I thought he did get fined for tampering or something, uh, or something close to when he was on one of them at one point because he was talking. It was about Devin Booker. He got fined. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so right. it's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Why? Why are you making like I? And I will say this: I think like for sure he's going to be a broadcasting guy. He's going to be yeah. in the media. I mean, he's always been very outspoken. He's kind of similar yeah, to the, Charles Barkley. He clearly, he clearly likes doing it. So yeah. like, good for him to go and do it. But like, it's weird to sign the deal and be doing these broadcasts now when you're a player. I I don't. It doesn't make sense to me. It's just, it's strange. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. get it. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, uh, hopefully he's securing a little extra bag there, getting some uh, some experience uh, over yeah. there before his uh, – I mean, he's still got a lot of career left, so, I mean, it's not like this is uh, – that, that, that's also kind of why I was confused as to why now. But, uh, yeah. I mean, crazier things have happened. But, um, I mean – and, again, to your point, talking about Steph cooling off, I think that he's – because I honestly, yeah, I kind of felt the same. I was like, he's either hurt or he's tired. Yeah. Um, and I think it's probably more so being tired, especially the last season, uh, last two seasons, really that the, the warriors have had, uh, it hasn't been great. I mean, he's really had to carry them, uh, even this year, a lot of times, especially in the beginning, like the, the, they got off to that hot start because he was just, he was dropping 35 and like eight, nine assists a game. It was insane. Uh, yeah. hitting game winners, but now, you know, and it, it happens to a lot of guys, like it, there's no way he was going to be able to keep up that pace. Um, but I think that the all-star game is, you know, it's coming up. He's going to get a little bit of a rest. I mean, not, not that he's like, I always think it's funny when we call it an all-star break. It's like, well, yeah, but not really for the all-stars. Cause then they have to no, go no. and do media. No break, 20, yeah. yeah. 24 hour day media. You have to do, you know, possibly, uh, you know, he, uh, he, he's going to, I don't think he needs to anymore, but he might just say fuck it and do the three point contest again. Uh, yeah. but like he, he always competes. I mean, he's done the skill contest. He's done a lot of different, uh, events. Like he's always part of the, so, I mean, hopefully he does, you know, take a, take a step back, you know, re- uh, recalibrates rehabs. Uh, but, yeah. but again, he's a gamer. He, lo- he loves the game. He's got a passion. So I, you can't keep him off the court, but, uh, definitely, you know, a, a great matchup there, uh, between again, two teams that really like it, it, it is a possibility that we could see this as a, a finals matchup. Uh, but it, it's again, bittersweet though. I mean, it, it would have been nice to see Kevin Durant out there against his former team. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, obviously not in the arena he played in. 
but I mean, it would have been cool to see him out there. James Harden, you know, he's got the the long standing history with uh, Steph Curry, Clay, Dre, and the Warriors. So I mean, yeah, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to to the future matchups that we'll be able to get to see because again, the the whole thing is like it's supposed to be strength in numbers there in Golden State. Yeah, and I didn't see any of that either. Like I mean, Jordan Poole hit a couple nice shots, but it's like other than like their top six or seven guys, and this has kind of become apparent around the league, the depth is really an issue for some of these teams. Like, there's no wonder why the Suns are so good. Like, they've got a nice, solid bench unit. Uh, yeah. It's it's not it's not rocket science. Same with, like, uh, the Miami Heat, another team we've said, uh, a lot of their success, you know, due to that deep bench. So, uh, yeah. you know, definitely something for, for us to monitor uh, going forward. But, uh, you know, uh another game you know i brought up uh one of these teams and i i foreshadowed them a little bit uh, uh the next game we're going to be recapping here uh the toronto raptors the miami heat triple ot bit of a what marathon a here uh you know it was it was a fantastic game close shots there was whistles at the buzzer that were yeah. <laughs> people were thought the heat won and it was insane uh i mean even when i watched the like i watched the game and then i watched the recap of the uh, the highlights just uh, you know before we record so uh, it's fresh in my mind when i watched yeah. it and um, they, they didn't they, they, there was the whistle that nobody heard uh that was called against jimmy butler the foul uh yeah, yeah. At, with like two seconds left i believe it was on scotty barnes to hit the free throws to tie i was like wait it's like the heat won because i didn't hear yeah. the whistle i didn't really see anything that was egregious i thought i was like wait a minute this is not this is the triple overtime game i thought am i watching the wrong game and then yeah, of course yeah. he gets the free throws but really back and forth uh you know tyler hero hit some big shots down the stretch uh but jordan the main thing i want to talk about is you know nick nurse we everyone's joked about it but we're literally at the point where he, he's nick thibodeau um yeah <laughs> i mean and, and this is my my big take for the episode or at least one of what the fuck like in the playoffs, the Raptors will, there's no, I don't think there's even a, a, a chance they'll win a first round series. And if they do, then they'll get swept in the second round because he's riding these guys into the ground right now. Uh, I, I, I mean, 56 minutes for Siakam, 53 for Van Vliet, 55 for OG, 55 for Gary Trent, and 56 for Scotty Barnes. The next highest in minute counts, 15 minutes to, to a uh, That That's absolutely asinine. I don't know why he thinks like, like, yes, they're young legs, but we've seen this happen time and time again. You can't like ride them like this. And yeah, the Raptors bench is God awful. I'm not, I don't, I understand why he doesn't want to play them, but yeah, yeah. You, you can't do this. It's going to screw you in the long term. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like it's, yeah. especially uh, obviously the, the minutes are inflated in a triple OT game, but like it's, it's just, it increases your risk of guys getting injured, of guys, yep. uh, you know, any number of things going wrong. And I, 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 it's true. I haven't liked that kind of strategy for a while because, again, you're also missing out on time during the regular season where you can be giving guys who you want to be contributors down the line that experience it in those minutes. Like, it's, it is obviously you want to win games. So it's tough to balance, uh, you know, playing your best players as much as possible to win the game versus, uh, developing guys, but yeah, I definitely think he's not doing the best job of balancing no. it. Like he, well, he's an incredible coach, one of the best in the league, but this is his one like weakness that I'm like, yeah. man, got to stop. You got to stop doing this. Like, um, and it's true though, that, uh, the, the Raptors, we're talking about depth before the Raptors depth is fucking horrible. Like yeah. they, they off of their bench, they've got almost no one they can consistently rely on. Like Boucher is inconsistent. Achua is inconsistent. 
Banton's still too young. Uh, Freaking Champagne uh, comes in and uh, contributes more than I think people thought he would at the beginning of the season, but still not a proven guy. Um, yeah, and sure. So uh, I'm I'm really hoping because I'm sure you saw the report today uh, that Goran uh, Goran Dragic trade is imminent. These mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, interest for him on the market, and hopefully they can get because uh, he's got a pretty sizable contract. I think like approaching it's like almost twenty million. I is think it's right? like I think it's nineteen. I think. Yeah, yeah. So like you can you can get a few, uh, you know, whether it's one guy or, or a few kind of usable guys uh, back. Uh, you know, for him in a package that can just maybe help out your depth because that's a lot of salary sit- that's been sitting on your bench all year, uh, contributing. You know, literally nothing. He hasn't been in the- with the team in uh, sure. what, what feels like a few months now. So, um, you know, I, I I totally agree. It's 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 not the best uh, thing what he's doing right now because uh, these guys are going to get tired and yeah, by by the playoffs they're they're going to have no no juice, no energy to mm-hmm. to go mm-hmm. out there and and do anything. Um, but you know that being said, uh, it's crazy to see what the Raptors can do with this kind of full lineup. Yeah, with yeah. Gary now I think this is it's his third straight thirty point game. Gary Trent is going going off, especially yeah. you know shooting the ball obviously. But in this game, he did did a little bit of everything. He got in the mid range. He, he was pulled off some freaking nice floaters in the lane, some runners, and um, was was uh, scoring the ball uh, su- super well uh, in, in this one. And then. Uh, obviously you've got, you know, complete efforts from Scotty Barnes and OG and Pascal with the 21 and 13, uh, which is, you know, pretty fine for him, but four steals and four blocks. Like, yeah, well, uh, he had the clutch uh, ones on Jimmy Butler. He had the back to back blocks. I mean, yeah, he looked like a beast out there. He's definitely holding his own as a, an underside as a small ball center. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm officially calling right now. He's, he's back. He's back to the level of a kind of two way guy, guy you could, uh, you know, count on uh, to score the ball, but also do all these kind of little things, which is what everybody loved about him when he was first coming up. Uh, and, you know, when when he was uh, slowly working his way into the Raptors rotation, uh, I think he kind of lost that. I think he kind of got maybe, I, I don't know, too in his head about having to score it. And then he, uh, it, to me, his defense really dipped uh, yeah, when, yeah. during that time when he was really struggling. But uh, seeing him out there uh, doing that now, and yeah, you're right, playing the small ball five, which, uh, I'm, I'm sure isn't the easiest thing to adjust to. Uh, he's just been so impressive. Um, and, uh, you know, Freddie didn't have the, the the greatest game himself, especially shooting the ball from three, but he, he made them when they counted. He hit, hit a few deep ones. Yep. As uh, always. In, in those OT periods, like uh, backbreakers, uh, ab- absolutely, you know, crucial for the Raptors to, uh, to, to get those. I think he made a couple in the, that third overtime period when everybody's legs usually go. So, um, yeah, shout out to the Raptors for, for winning this one, even though, uh, it's true. Nick nurse really ran him into the ground. Well, it's an eight. Yeah. You run an eight man rotation and it's like, okay, yeah. for a team that's known and prides themselves on, you know, player development, who the hell's getting developed with eight minutes for yeah, yeah. like, I, I, like, I, I just, I know that the, you know, again, they've had some, uh, you know, a little bit of injuries here and there, Nick knack ones to the, to the bench, but like, there's got to be something more you can do here. Like, or like, because they're going to get cold. Like you can't expect a guy that barely gets any minutes or any burn at all. Yeah. Uh, just come out. And then if he makes one mistake, then you just yank him. Like you give him the hook. Like uh, I, I, I get that, you know, they're fighting for the playoffs. They're fighting to be above 500. Uh, and again, this is still, uh, you know, we're being pessimists here. Uh, you know, the glass half full, uh, I mean, you did beat the Miami Heat, one of the best teams in the East right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and on the road. And uh, Miami's a tough yeah. place to play in. Uh, and the crowd was pretty rocking all the way to that third uh, third overtime period. So, I mean, yeah. uh, it's 
it's not like this is like a bad thing, but it's, it's just not yeah. something that I see. I, I think this is going to hinder them more than help them down the line. Like I would honestly rather them have a lower play in seating than and like actually have, you know, maybe a chance to make a little bit of noise in the playoffs. Cause yeah, if he, if he wants to run some, like his, the, the starting five, like 50 minutes or whatever the hell in like an overtime game in a, in the playoffs, I'm of course we're here for, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you got yeah, to yeah. do that. But when it's a mid-season game, like come on, it's you don't, it's not what you need right now. Like again, for reference, uh, only one player on Miami, uh, and that was Jimmy Butler, played over fifty minutes, and he still played less minutes than the uh, anyone yeah. on the starting five of the Raptors. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I, I, I just, yeah, I think it's insane. Um, and again, well, it's, the, it's, it's the same thing. Like you mentioned, Thibodeau, Thibodeau, yeah, he he doesn't like to play rookies because he doesn't trust them, and no. so yeah. that's yeah. that's how he doesn't get. Uh, you know, you know, that's why he part of the reason why he rides his starters so much and, and has in the past. And the same thing with Nick Nurse. He looks down at his bench. He doesn't have like vets. He doesn't have Ibaka mm. coming off the bench. He doesn't have, you know, Gasol or any of those kind of guys he can trust that he's used to having uh, that he can throw in there for 15 or 20 minutes. So like that's part of it, too, is that it, the the bench is just and the team in general is pretty young. Uh, yeah. Like uh, that's why, uh, depending on how the Raptors want to go, like if, if they want to sort of if uh Masai thinks the Raps aren't going to go anywhere this season anyway really like we'll, we'll we'll probably get into the playoffs or the play-in and and that'll be fine but you know he's not going to keep his hopes too high then maybe with when you do trade away Dragic you just bring back a couple young guys uh you know pick what what not uh wh- whatever it happens to be but uh if you do think you know with the, the way Pascal's playing the, the way Fred's playing and the, the the how kind of the quick development of Scotty Barnes like if you think you can make some noise in the playoffs and it's worth uh actually going for it and trying to put put the best team together that you can this year then yeah definitely when you ship ship out Dragic bring in some veterans uh like sure. no matter who they are uh whatever skills they bring they just got to be old uh because that that'll just help the team immensely because right now especially on that bench they're just, they're just so young well it's uh, still ironic like of all the fucking things that we need uh, for the Raptors to be successful, like Goran Dragic would be perfect. I know that skill set. You know how, what he does on the court. Like you would think this is a no brainer, but he wants to you know be a bit of a diva here. It's like okay, yeah. buddy. Like you're an old Sylvanian dude. Like we're not. You we're not. <laughs> no, we're not losing sleep without you playing. But like yeah. you, you would be an asset to us. Uh, yeah. like, I'm surprised that there's even trade markets available for him right now. He was like dog water when he played this year. Uh, oh yeah. So, I mean, whatever, I mean, but, uh, you know, and, and then on the, on the side of the heat, you know, just to touch on them a little bit here, uh, I mean, Jimmy Butler has the, pretty much the entire team, uh, on yeah. his back. I mean, 37, 14 and 10, like a beastly, beastly stat line, uh, yeah. kind of struggled offensively, but you know, he was, he was hammering the boards, which to be fair, he should, uh, when yeah. he's out there. I don't think he's actually that much bigger than pascal though no uh, no no no. so i think the bam's like six nine maybe uh, yeah i think he's uh, yeah six nine six ten and i think that's around where pascal's i think he's about six eight six nine i think he's a generous six nine uh yeah, yeah, yeah but but either way i mean and i know that i harp on this guy and i give him a lot of shit but duncan robinson that i said that from the start man that that 90 million dollar deal is gonna bite them in the ass one rebound oh for five was his stat line in 19 minutes like Again, man, if you want someone to put those stats up, I could do it for a lot less money. Uh, like I, like I'm a you white guy that shoots threes. I, I could get, get a, re- I could get a, st- I, I could get a steal. Okay. Hey, for God's sakes, man! I actually, yeah, yeah like, I, like, I, I just want to check one. Oh, he has, he has one turnover. And you know, here's the thing: 
not only so he has like no stats, nothing like there's no defense there to be noticed. No, like, no. If you watch it, but even if you just look at the stats, he didn't have a foul. Like, no. if you have a foul in a triple overtime game, it's like, okay, well, you at least were trying to, you know, make a contest or something. Like, what the yeah. hell are you doing, man? One re- Like, he was dangerously close to having, like, the Tony Snell 0-0-0. and zero. Like, it's a I, – I, I, I lose sleep thinking what the hell was going through Pat Riley's mind to be like this. <laughs> like, like, I know that he hit it, but, man – he was a, a D3 guy four years ago. He had his LinkedIn page ready to go. I mean, like, I, I yeah, he had a great, like, bubble year, and I, he looked like an emerging guy, but you don't pay him that. I just don't. Like, if you're a Miami Heat fan, like, I, I would be pulling my hair out right now with this deal. I mean, unless he really comes clutch when they need him in the playoffs and they'll races this horrendous season from everyone's minds, uh, like men in black style maybe, I don't know. But I am I'm, I'm like repulsed at how bad that deal <laughs> turned out for them. Well, yeah, so far it's not looking good. He's just having a horrendous season this year. Uh, he 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 has shown that he's he, he can be. You know, when he's on and when everything's sort of flowing, to he's shown that he can look like one of the best shooters in the league. He's sure. got that high. Rate and, uh, the, but even even when you do bring that, even if you bring that, uh, and, and you are that guy, uh, a certain sort of percentage of the time, he still has nothing else for you. He still doesn't do anything else. So yeah. you know, when he when he goes through a shooting slump, uh, there's there's no other way he can really contribute. And uh, yeah, it was a hell of a hell of a lot of money for a uh, completely one dimensional player. And and those really usually tend to turn out badly. Like look at the Bertans deal that that he ended yep, up getting. Say- uh, Every shooter, uh, they they give big yeah. money to Joe Harris. Same thing. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I know. I know. It's it's you, you really gotta pick and choose because yeah. Again, the, 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 there's no guarantee that they're always gonna be that guy. And then, um, yeah, like if, you, if you're gonna pay a shooter at Miami, pay Gabe Vincent for God's sake. The amount of threes that he hit through the end of that game and and in that overtime period, uh, he was really uh, a hero for them last night. Almost won it. He had the, his basket waved yeah. off. Yeah, the, uh, the runner from from half court. It reminded me of the the Toronto game. You remember when Demar hit the runner in Charlotte from half yeah. court? But same situation. Yeah, uh, his own team called, the... called time it out, time out, um, and then the basket doesn't count. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, and and uh, you you mentioned Jimmy Butler too. Like what 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 a crazy game! Uh, I feel like an idiot not putting him on my All Star team after a game like this. Obviously, twenty nine games. I, I would have, I would have, but yeah, one game out of my uh, criteria there. Um, yeah, go check out our, our all-star episode if you haven't yet. Um, but, uh, uh, honestly without Kyle Lowry in this game, obviously he, he missed this one. Um, I was pretty underwhelmed by everyone else. Like you got yeah. contributions from a lot of different guys, but he, I, I think Jimmy Butler could have really used that one other guy who was really on. Like, I guess you could call say that Gabe Vincent was that guy for them, uh, because mm-hmm. he, he, he kind of answered the bell for sure. But, um, uh, 17, uh, for him is a good number, but. Sure. You know, if you, if you're going to be a, a contending team, you you want a guy to to be up there in that sort of twenty to twenty five range at least. Well, and he uh, had the big mistake, out. you know, going out of bounds on a potential uh, uh, you know yeah, game winner. Right. I believe it would have been, and uh, you know that just comes with more experience. But uh, yeah, it was it was a for solid sure. game for him for sure for a guy who's you know definitely playing a little bit above his pay grade right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but like all in all, I think he was your second best player, and I think that's part yeah. of the reason why the, the Heat went on to uh, to to eventually lose this game, uh, even though they put up a good fight. And uh, obviously, you know, yeah, the, the things happen a little bit differently. E- either team could have won this game uh, pretty easily, but um, yeah, my 
my takeaway, uh, uh, yeah, uh, other, other than the, the Raptors minutes uh, and their starters being run into the ground, just that uh, really, really good win, solid win for the Raptors here. Um, and uh, yeah, when, when you wouldn't have expected going into a, a, a tough, yeah. tough road arena and pulling it out uh, in three OT, but what a game, uh, probably the Raptors game of the year so far. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's one we'll remember for a while uh, and, and to move on. I mean, something uh, that, you know, another young man is going to remember for a while. Uh, LaMelo ball uh, <laughs> reportedly uh, there was a leaked video and image on uh, the NBA app that uh, was shared and gone, what has gone around now on Twitter uh, of a, apparently he's a first time all-star officially on, on the app. They took yep. it down, but uh, it was, it's already been passed out there. We're going to be finding out the reserves uh, in the next week or so. I mean, th- this is uh, someone who was left off our ballots, but again, you know, check out our all-star uh, uh, pod to hear a little bit more about that. Um, but I mean, I, I definitely a guy that we wanted in there that, that, that yeah, truly yeah. definitely deserving. Shout out to Fred Van Vliet, but I mean, this is not a good sign if, uh, you know, one of those East Reserve guard yeah. spots is already gone because, I mean, they're a hot commodity. So uh, it's, it's yeah. going to be tough between, like, you know, him and Garland probably are going to be vying for that spot. Uh, yeah. but, but, I mean, if this holds true and this isn't just some weird glitch in the matrix, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, how, how do you feel about, you know, LaMelo Ball possibly getting this nod? Well, like, I wanted someone from Charlotte on the All-Star team, but sure. it just so happened. I had to go with Bridges. I, uh, again, a little spoiler alert. I, I, I put Miles Bridges on my uh, my All Star team for the front court spot in the East because I had already used up all my my guard spots, um, and mm-hmm. I controversially took uh, Mr. Kyle Lowry, which Matt didn't agree with, but uh, I'm still sticking to my guns with that one. Uh, he was my kind of, um, I think technically my my wild card for the backcourt uh, in the Eastern Conference. But mm-hmm. I would have loved to have put Lamelo on there as as my Hornet All Star because. He is averaging 19, uh, seven and a half assists and almost seven and a half rebounds. Like, and he's only 22. Yeah, he is. Um, like in, insane shit uh, for a second year player. Like uh, everything he did last year, he's just doing better and at another level this year. And he was yeah. so impressive last year. Um, and still shooting the ball pretty well. Like he's 36% from three, uh, which you obviously want, uh, you know, you, you hope he can improve that on that throughout his career. But all things considered for a second year player, that's still, that's still pretty damn good. Cause it's on a pretty high volume, uh, yeah, up at around yeah. seven, seven, uh, attempts per game from three well, and he pretty uh, much he, turned out like what LeVar tried to convince as Lonzo was. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he is the, the hype that Lonzo was a hundred percent. Like he he's, he's, uh, doing everything for that team. And another, like I kind of mentioned this before and, and, and we have too, kind of talking about, players and the recognition that they deserve like where would the hornets be without the yeah. ball like you can have miles bridges all you want you can have kelly Ubre all you want but without uh lonzo running up up and down the court and you know feeding those athletes and uh using his you know expert court vision to uh, you know find the angles and even the big men on the hornets uh mm-hmm. you know there there would they would be nothing without Lamelo ball he's he's the engine of that team and uh yeah, so definitely not mad that he made the All Star team. I thought it was a pretty you know high probability that he would, um, but uh, I, I just think in general, uh, and you and I obviously both agreed that there were just more talented guards uh, ahead of him between Garland and Van Vliet, and uh, you know the, the few other guys vying for that spot. Obviously, we both took James Harden and, and Zach Levine. So you know if this is true, I, I wonder who's going to be the odd odd man out here. Uh, it's it's hard to say, but. I, I think you're right. It, it might be Van Vliet, but 
Um, I've, I've heard some people that I, I forget which, again, I never remember which fucking podcast it is, but I, I heard on a basketball podcast, someone mm. picked and someone, uh, you know, pretty well respected, uh, in, in NBA circles. I, it was either like the Zach Lowe's podcast or, or maybe, a uh, like a, a, a ringer podcast. I don't remember, but someone put Van Vliet in the starting spot, like next to, sure, uh, yeah. DeRozan, Van Vliet, DeRozan, and then the three, uh, you know, front court locks um that, that he was in my starting back. spot for for a hot minute uh when you yeah. know, I was kind of uh you know thinking it over but i mean you know he's he's definitely come back down to earth uh over yeah, the past yeah. few weeks but uh yeah it's uh it, he he definitely still deserving yeah and so like you, you're you're hearing him get that chatter from from people like that sort of uh he's definitely on the minds of the all-star voters so uh i i don't know uh who who then would kind of fall out of that that mix um, because, uh, our, our two picks for, for the backcourt spot on the bench, like, uh, Zach Levine and, and James Harden, I, mm-hmm. I, I kind of consider those two guys, uh, locks pretty well. Like I, yeah, I can't yeah. see Romello making it over them. So, um, I guess then he would be the, uh, the, uh, kind of wild card, but yep. then that, out uh, Garland and, uh, Van Vliet, which is kind of yep. crazy. So it'll be interesting to see because. I watched the video and it it's clearly a legit uh yeah, yeah. video that's like actually uh you know congrats Lamelo first time all star t- sort of thing so and it wasn't it looks, like they got like hacked or something they they would have the NBA would have you know addressed that or you know yeah. even if it was I mean if it is true then I mean they'd be like well who fucking cares we're gonna renounce it ourselves in a minute anyway yeah well and the only other thing though that I'm thinking might be uh, going on here is that uh, I've heard. Because the the uh, the bench the benches for each conference are voted in by the coaches, mm-hmm. and I've heard that they don't really have to as long as they can sort of justify it. They don't have to go by position as much when it comes to the bench. Yeah, okay, like I think, interesting. I think we could see. I think we could see uh, one of the quote unquote guards that we uh, considered guards based on how you can sort of classify them in the fan vote. Mm-hmm. Maybe be put on the team as a as a forward to kind of squeeze Lamelo in there, and you could probably, and you could probably switch Levine around to a small forward. I, I mean, thinking. he plays a you know that three guard lineup. You you could argue it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So I think that might be uh, what we see in the end, but we'll, we'll obviously have to wait until uh, Thursday here when they when they announce the the, the bench lineups. But uh, definitely interesting. Uh, again, neither of us had him on our, our team, but I think he's definitely definitely deserving this year. For sure, yeah. Uh, and, and another big all-star news, uh, the first entrant into the uh, the NBA all-star dunk contest was announced, the Orlando Magic's own uh, Cole Anthony. Uh, I'm going to tell the story real quick because, you know, yeah. this, this won't be the last time, wink, wink, hopefully, uh, that uh, we, we talk about this. Uh, but who knows? We'll see. Uh, but uh, I actually... A few weeks ago, maybe two, three weeks ago. That's why you got to be following us at Big Dog Ball Talk, uh, and then of course our personal accounts as well. Uh, you yeah. know what you can find on at Big Dog Ball Talk. But I tweeted out, uh, you know, because I, I, I'll, I'll still tune in. I'll watch the Magic highlights because, as I say, you know, we watch every game. Uh, Cole Anthony really, I said, like he really impresses me when he gets to the rim. Like he's got sneaky bounce. Like he really gets yeah. up, and he's he's only six one, so he really levitates through the air, and that's yeah. always like what you want to see. Like it looks sick. It just looks cool. He's got great look. Uh, he's got a lot of uh, charisma to him and energy, uh, and he's having a breakout year as well. So I mean, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe a, a guy who could slip his way onto an All Star ballot one day. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, he, he's, he's young and, you know, with the magic potentially on the come up, you would hope in the, the next couple of seasons, uh, he'll be a big part right. of that. Uh, 
but you know, I, I tweeted out saying, you know, I love the way that, uh, you know, he, he moves through the air and he cuts to the rim. I think he would be uh, a great guy under the radar to, uh, to have on the dunk contest, uh, Ross yeah. right here. Uh, and then to my surprise, uh, to anybody who, uh, you know, has been in like the basketball, uh, circles for a while, I got a response from, uh, the, the team flight brothers, uh, some of the, the best dunkers in the world. Uh, and they've, they've been coaches for NBA and college and high school stars for years, uh, to help them prepare for dunk contests such as this. Uh, yeah. and, and they replied with, uh, a, uh, a, a simple, you know, uh, it was actually a gift from, of Winston from new girl, uh, kind yeah. of smirking and laughing. And they said, you know, uh, you know, we'll see. So I, I went on a message aside, you know, uh, to see like, Hey, maybe I can leak some news or break some news. Be like, get my, yeah. uh, you know, get my woe John. Uh, and, and nothing was confirmed. You know, we had, we had a, a quick chat and, you know, I didn't want to be one of those people, you know, you don't report anything till it's a hundred percent. Right. Uh, maybe they should tell that to Adam Schefter with Tom Brady yeah. uh, unretiring. Um, <laughs> oh, what a but- crazy, cause every other post was congrats, Tom Brady retiring. And then, uh, actually he's informed the GM that yeah. uh, he made a decision. Yeah. Crazy craziness today. Uh, but yeah, it's a, so I, uh, I, I, I kind of, they, they had, they really hinted, but they didn't want to hundred percent confirm, but they it's officially confirmed now. And they, you know, brought back and they said, you know, Hey, good call. You were on the money on that one. So I knew yeah. I was the first I, Cole Anthony dunk tell, contest you tell, puller. You didn't tell me, you didn't tell anyway. You, nope. you kept the secret. You gotta, you gotta, that's what they teach us in journalism school, Matt. You gotta, mm cultivate your sources carefully. Don't, uh, you know, be, be, be trustworthy. And then they'll come back to you every time, man. Good job. Hey, Good we're job. not some, uh, Joe Schmo sitting on zoom, no, no, shooting no. the breeze, man. We're the big dogs. Yeah. We're sport. We're, we're sport media professionals. We, we, we know what <laughs> we're doing here. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I, I in all seriousness, no, uh, obviously, uh, you know, I, I, it was pretty cool to have that experience, but all in all, you know, uh, Jordan, I want to get your take on it. You know, Cole Anthony officially in the all-star dunk contest. Uh, and you know what? Like uh, after all this, I'm probably gonna have to put some money down. I might be a Cole Anthony guy from now on. Yeah. Hell yeah. And uh, he's, he's really impressed me this year too. I'll get to his just dunking in a second, but I want to shout him out just in general as a basketball player. Like he's uh, 18, six and six this year. Like he, yep. he's a guy. Uh, when you look at this magic team, you're like, okay, they just drafted uh, Jalen Suggs, but what about Cole Anthony? Like he, he, that looks like his, uh, you know, the point guard spot is, uh, you know, his to control over these next few years. So they're going to have decisions to make, I think, as a franchise uh, in terms of who they want to keep. Um, and because uh, I, I, I think you might get a little kind of Sacramento situation there pretty mm-hmm. soon where you've got too many guards and uh, too many guys fighting for one spot there. But I think he's definitely, uh, you know, re- really kind of impressed people and played above what they what they thought he'd be at at this point in his career. Um, and you're right as a dunker, like already, he's got a pretty sweet, uh, mixtape in the NBA. He, he's, mm-hmm. he's one of those guys when it's, you know, some guys uh, in, in transition when they, when they've got the ball, they don't really look to dunk, like they'll do it if it presents themselves, but yeah. he wants, he wants it. He wants to go, yeah. go, go and dunk on your head as much as possible. He's got a lot of, uh, kind of, uh, dunks in, in transition where he's, he's got a lane to the hoop and he takes off from way further than like yeah. a six, one, six, two guy really should. And then kind of glides and that right-handed tomahawk. He, he loves doing that. Um, he's, he's got a he's little got a Greg few, Anthony in him. Yeah, he does. He does. He, he's got a few, uh, nice kind of put back dunks, uh, you know, in, in his mixtape so far already. And I even watched a, a dunk contest of him in high school, uh, yep. where he, 
he he was doing he recreated that that one that Andre Iguodala did in the dunk contest off the side of the backboard and then which like is a three sixty insane which dunk is one of the nastiest dunks uh, I, I've seen like that that whole Iguodala dunk contest I thought was super. I don't underrated. even think he won that so, year. It's the crazy thing. No, I don't thing. think he did. I don't think he did. <laughs> and he had but some he, nuts. He had he the one wrong. from behind the backboard. He bounced it off yep. and he did the windmill. That was yeah. insane. Uh, yeah. but, but also that high school dunk contest, uh, team flight bros, they were the ones that, uh, helped coach him. So that was the connection. Yeah, there we so, go. Um, and, and I'm watching it and Scotty Barnes was in that too. He did. He wasn't dunking in it, but sure. <laughs> one of his, uh, whoever dunk, uh, Palenti was dunking against, uh, I, I brought out Scotty Barnes and tried to dunk over him and he, he dunked the ball cleanly, but then him and Scotty Barnes kind of collapsed to the floor. He didn't quite make it over the top of him, but. Um, but you know, Cole, Cole went on to, to win it pretty easily. Clearly, clearly the most talented dunker and obviously makes it to the NBA, uh, you know, with, with all of his skills considered, but as a dunker hundred percent, I think he deserves it. The only, the only thing I'm curious to see is how creative he can be, because I find unless you're someone like Nate Robinson or like Spud Webb, who everyone kind of already likes to rally around because you're so small. Mm-hmm. If you're a small guy, it's, it's hard to win, uh, the dunk contest. Cause there's only, you're, you're kind of more limited in what you can do versus, you know, if you're a six, nine guy, like I, I find the swing swing man position from like six, four through to six, nine normally, uh, performs best in, in dunk contests. Sure, but, yeah, yeah. um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what Cole Anthony can do. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. Um, uh, I think he's a guy who's, uh, you know, you, you can tell by his temperament, he, he goes hundred percent at whatever he does. He's not a guy who's going to kind of go through the motions. I think he'll want to come sure. out and win. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what the rest of the roster looks like. I'm, I'm, I'm already more excited this year for the dunk contest than, than I usually am. <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, last year wasn't exactly the sexiest dunk contest. I mean, Anthony no. Simons, he, he put on a bit of a show here and there, but uh, yes. there, there's definitely been some, some off years uh, in, in recent memory, but uh, you know, this is a good start. I'm happy with the start, uh, yeah. but uh, you know, to end off the podcast, it's Monday. You guys know what it is. It's game time. Game time, baby. Uh, we're doing some trivia. Jordan, I'm going to be uh, throwing the questions at you, the quiz master. I'm getting my uh, my uh, uh, RIP Alex Trebek on. Uh, <laughs> and I actually, uh, the first one I'm going to give you, uh, and also anyone who's uh, curious about the score, uh, don't ask. Uh, one day. One day I'll remember to actually. I'll go back. I'm going to Wait, wait, wait. It. Why don't we? Why don't we give uh, this job to Alex? I mean, he, True. he can pretty go back through every episode. So, uh, Alex, our producer, if you're listening, uh, update the the score right here. Uh, we'll, 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 you can insert it right in here. Great. Thing, uh, yeah. yeah, you'll have to go back and listen to every single trivia episode. Uh, I'm not sure which one's a trivia episode. Just just listen to every one, and, and you'll be able to find it. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, you're supposed to be doing that anyways, man. I don't know what the yeah, fuck we're true. paying you for if you're if you're yeah. not doing that. You should you need to show some motivation, Alex. Uh, everybody, yeah. yeah, let Alex know we're very disappointed in his performance this far. <laughs> um, but Jordan, uh, hopefully I'm not disappointed in your performance. Uh, the first question no, I have I'm for you, go, uh, go off here, I'm, I'm going to hit you with this one. Because you already kind of mentioned them. And I think this one, I was I was being nice. You know, there's been a lot of times where you've got, had goose eggs or close too. So I wanted to give you one. Shut the fuck up. We were Go talking on. about Cole Anthony, short player, uh, entering the dunk contest. Can you tell me who the shortest dunk champ ever was? I'll give you a bonus point if you can tell me the correct height. Sure, why not? Nice guy. Oh, for Christ's sake. Well, it's obviously either Spud Webb or, or Nate Robinson, but... Um, God, who the fuck was shorter? You know what? Uh, this one actually surprised me. Oh Christ! Is it neither? It can't be neither one of those guys. I'm not even gonna look at you because I. I don't. 
I'm I'm gonna go with my gut here. I I hope I'm not just completely forgetting someone, but <sighs> Spud Webb, five nine. Uh, so you got the answer right. It was yeah. Spud Webb. Uh, but I thought it was Nate Robinson for some reason. I thought he was a little shorter. But Spud Webb, five foot seven. Oh, shit. And the dunks he was throwing down were insane. He was doing they through the great. legs. Like, he was doing off the bounce. I mean, that's a great dunk contest to go back and watch. Oh, yeah. Uh, shout yeah. out to Spud. Uh, and uh, also, right, look, go back to the uh, uh, go back to the uh, the starters days. Uh, check out. The, they had a great interview with him uh, one time on their show, uh, finding out that the reason his name is Spud was because uh, his dad's friend, when he was born, said that his, uh, his head looked like a Spudnik. <laughs> the uh, the Russian satellite, so p- pretty funny uh, that that stuck. Uh, but on, on the topic of All Star Game uh, competitions, uh, let's go to the three point contest, and we're gonna flip this one. Can you tell me who the tallest winner of the three point shooting contest stuff? is? Oh, I'm trying to think. I don't remember if Dirk was ever in it, but I'm pretty sure he never won anyway. So. I feel like he's the only like legit seven footer who would ever been, who would have ever been invited to it. And this is to win. Yeah, you got to win. Yeah, right. Okay, Larry Bird won it. He's what six, six, eight, six, nine. Oh fuck! But okay, this name immediately jumped out at me, and I, I'm gonna say it. It might be completely wrong. Was it Dale Ellis? No, it was, uh, I mean, Dale Ellis did win, uh, but it is Dirk. Dirk did oh, win. Uh, win. What year? I, I think I was a mid two thousands. I could, I don't know the oh, exact year. I don't have it written down. Um, but uh, I also, and then a couple of years after that, Kevin Love also won. Uh, oh, I think, what the fuck? Yep. Kevin, I, I, I Kevin Love got one. The three point contest, man. Yeah. Pages Stoyakovich, he he another won. tall guy to, uh, yeah, to win. So, I remember that uh, one. But yeah, Dirk, seven foot. Also, uh, fun fact for you. Maybe I'm. Uh, I should have. I should save this for myself. But you know, kind of obvious. But yeah, uh, Dirk Nowitzki, the most career three pointers made by a seven footer. Lori Markkinen, close to the top five, I believe. Uh, oh which is kind of crazy. Wow. I mean, Dirk's like a thousand more than uh, yeah, yeah, than yeah. him still. But uh, yeah, it's crazy to, small to forward, see. Small uh, forward, Lowry Markkinen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the seven foot small forward. Uh, so yeah. and now this one is something I never even thought of. Don't know why it came through my mind, but I think it's a great question for you. Can you tell me who has the most points in their career scored to never make an NBA All-Star game? I I swear to God it was Wiggins before this. That's not my answer, but I, I'm pretty sure I heard people saying that. Okay, so most points ever all time, but this person never made an All-Star game? Never made an That's All-Star the game. Their career is done. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, they scored just a hair. Like, I think it was about 500 points under 20,000. So, 19, like 19 and a half Jesus. thousand. So, pretty good. And I, a pretty good player. Pretty good player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. See, I don't want to waste our listeners' time. Who, <laughs> who, can I, who can I rule out? Oh, my Christ. Who wouldn't have made a fucking all star game? It'll make sense when I when I tell you, unless you come up with it yourself. Oh my god! I'm just gonna throw it out there. Jamal Crawford. 
Money. Yes. Moneymaker oh. Fliegel. Wow. What a shot. Nice one. Oh, Not bad. Yeah. 19 and a half thousand. I, when I saw that, it kind of bummed me out. Like one of the best bench players of all time. Uh, well, that's like, why, yeah. That's why I thought I was like, wait, Jamal. Cause I, yeah, I, I thought about J.R. Smith for a second. I thought about sure. all those kind of guys who would have put up a lot of points, but yeah, it's, it's hard for those six men to, to get in and, and make it to the all-star. Like look at Manu. I think, what, what do you have? Like two all-star games? Like I don't Not think many. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is not really, again, it's not really fair to those guys. Like, I don't think Lou Williams I probably, I, I don't believe he's ever made one either. I mean, uh, he probably not won't anymore. Uh, but, like, some of those years, you know, I, I, like, they they probably did deserve one, especially, like, with Lob City yeah. Clippers. I mean, obviously, the focus was on uh, Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, Chris Paul, but, like, he was just as important to that team. Uh, yeah, yeah. Of those guys. So, I mean, uh, yeah, shout, shout out to Jay Crossover, one of my favorite players ever, uh, one of the most entertaining guys. Uh, me, me and him, similar handles, uh, you could say. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, the the next question I have for you, uh, can you tell me, because, you know, a lot of people are shitting on my boy Wiggins. Can you tell me how many players have made the All-Star game averaging less than 19 points per game, five rebounds per game, and three assists per game? He currently averages... <laughs> Uh, just over he averages just over 18, just over four, and just over two. So, this is a, a whole point, uh, rounded up. Uh, so yeah, less than uh, those averages of Andrew Wiggins and made the all star game. Okay, and this is all time, like, yep, yep. Can you tell me how many, just how many players? But it, okay, 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 all time. So, players who would have made the all star game and. But, and they have to meet all those categories. Like they can't have be under on points, but over on rebounds. It's like under. Yeah, they have to be under on all three. What are the they? Again? Just give me one more so time. Ni- 19 points per game, five yeah. rebounds per game, and three assists per game. Assists. Yes, they have to be under all three categories and have made the all-star game. How many? Oh, oh my God. <sighs> I'm, I am I don't think it would be that big of a number because that's that's got to be pretty rare. So I'm... I'm thinking definitely under 20. Uh, we'll go with the lucky number 13. Zero. Oh, Christ. Not a single player has ever done it with the stats that he's averaging currently, which kind of took me back a little bit. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Like, I know yeah, that they don't jump out at you, but I was like, looking bad for nobody has back. ever had a stat line worse than that all around. I'm sure there's guys, you know, who have probably averaged, you know, uh, like Steve Nash was always like a 14, 15 point per game guy, but he'd average 10 or like uh, 12 assists, right? Like he'd have a, a crazy yeah. uh, average going into them. But uh, I mean, those aren't like even that, like five rebounds and two assists are pretty average. Uh, yeah. like, and then you'd think that like, uh, there, there would have been maybe one guy like a, like a Kyle Korver or something even, but yeah, not a single player That's fell under insane. that. Um, and, oh, and again, honestly, I, I mean, who knows? Maybe I fucked up the math on that. It's very possible. We know that that's uh that's a capability here. Um, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I, I believe that that checks out. Uh, so we're, yeah. we're going we're gonna to stick with that. Um, oh, and man. then the, the last question I gave you, can you tell me who the youngest NBA all-stars I were, and I'll, I'll tell you right now. So you can guess the age as well, but there's four players that made the All Star Game that kind of share this mantle. I didn't really want to break down the birthdays; they all made it on the same birth year. Well, not same birth year, but same, same age. They were all the same age, yes, and they yeah. were the, the four yeah. players. Okay. Oh. So I'm I'm going for the names of the players, not the age. We'll do the players first. Yeah, sure, whichever you want. Okay, I'll, I'll try and guess the players. Um. 
was Magic one of them? Magic was not one of them. Oh. Okay, do I get three more guesses? Can I guess each one? Yeah, yeah, I guess as many. Yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess three more. Was Luca one of them? Luca was not one of them. What the f- Okay. I'm going to be really fucking pissed off if I don't get at least one. Um, youngest All-Star. Who made the All-Star game right away? Oh, no. Man. Wait. Oh, was it Kobe? Nope. Was not oh, Kobe. My. Okay. Come on, Jordan. Fucking hell. Who the hell would have made it so young, younger than those guys? Um, so one last guess. Save yourself here. I know. Kevin Garnett? Again, another good guess, but no. Who are they? The Give four youngest now. were Shaq Diesel, oh, Trey Young, Kevin Durant, and LeBron James. I almost I, – I was so close to guessing LeBron, but did he – I don't remember. Did he make it in his first season? No, no, he didn't. Okay, so I guess. Do you want to yeah. do you want to take a guess at what the age was? It's got to be nineteen, right? Not eighteen. Twenty-one. Tw- what? Oh yeah. my god! Shit. Okay, wow. So a lot of twenty-twos were in there, and I think you know Magic came in. I think he was already would have been twenty-one or twenty-two coming in. I think I I was really shocked. I thought maybe Kevin Garnett, Kobe, you know, they're coming in like 18, 19 years old. Uh, yeah. But yeah, 20, 21 years old. Uh, yeah, youngest wow. all stars to ever do it. Uh, I don't know exactly, you know, who was the the youngest, youngest, uh, you know, player yeah. to do it. Uh, but yeah, Trey Young also, yeah, definitely snuck snuck it up on me. I, I kind of forgot how young he is. Uh, but yeah, I mean, hey, Jordan, you got a couple good ones here. I mean, that Jamal Crawford one, uh, yeah, was, I, uh, was pretty, pretty excellent. One. Yeah, that, that was a great, that was a great one on, on your part. But, uh, yeah, again, I feel, good. Uh, I feel good all around. Well, eventually Alex will get off his ass and he'll, uh, he'll help us out and he'll, uh, yeah. you know, get us the score. Cause I mean, we, we were, we're too busy. We, we got, we got stuff going on. Uh, <laughs> but you, you guys need to check out our socials at big dog ball talk, you know, get at us, especially on Twitter. I've already told you once I'm telling you twice. Don't make me be not nice. Uh, I, I, I would <laughs> like to, you know, also say like we, we say it every week, uh, you know, let us know, give us your takes. Uh, let it give us something to debate, uh, send in your questions, send in your trivia yeah. questions too. Uh, yeah, we, oh, yeah. we, uh, we want to see if, uh, you know, there's uh, something you guys can do to stump us. Cause, uh, as you can see, we, we, we definitely find ways to stump each other. So, uh, we'll see yeah. if you guys uh, have what it takes to, to get us down. Uh, and, uh, you know, moving forward, uh, keep downloading us, keep, uh, recommending us to your friends, sharing us whenever you can. Uh, it's really helped us out a lot. Uh, another strong month for us uh, here on the podcast, you know, uh, we're, we're still... through January, Matt. How crazy is that? January. I know. By I know. The time this get... comes out, last day of the month. Yeah, it's gonna be twenty twenty three. Oh my god, Jordan, we well, no, no, that's okay. We'll do it for Friday. I was gonna say Friday, Big Dog of the Month award. For oh yeah, yeah, we're, coming out. Yeah, we're, we we we're gonna leave you hanging for for another uh, few days here, but but we we will we'll get it to you. I know everybody, uh, it's everybody's favorite segment, so don't you worry. But it will not be uh, anybody from France. No, uh, no French. Do that, like, like I've guaranteed before. Evan Fournier, Nicholas Batum, yeah, you're no way, you're buddy. off the you're off my ballot, now, man. Not even close. Nando DiColo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Nando oh, Whenever you decide to come back, I miss you. Uh, come take a spin on the side. The Raptors still own his rights. I swear to God. Yeah, they do. I think so. Uh, <laughs> we could really hey, use that fucking they, guy right they now. They could use him right now, Nando. Oh if you're listening, God. I'm 
Here you are listening, Nando. Uh, naughty, naughty, Nando. Uh, come on, man. Toronto needs you, man. You, you could get some minutes right now. I know that was that was the issue before. Uh, you didn't you yep. didn't get enough minutes. Uh, you were battling it out with that dude. What was his name? Like it was like Zypher almost. Do you remember that? He was the point guard. He wore like had a high jersey oh, was number. White bikes. Dwight, yeah, maybe that. No, maybe it was Dwight Bikes. I don't know. I thought there was somebody There's else some... who also had like a, a weird last name. But either way, Dwight Bikes, I also, I liked his game. I thought he was going to be the man. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that again, that dates you to uh, our Raptors fandom and some of, uh, you know, our, our basketball uh, IQ. Uh, yeah, Dwight Bikes, maybe an all-star. We'll see. Um, yeah, we'll... But everybody, thank you so much for listening to Big Dog Ball Talk. I'm Matt Iquarn with Jordan Flegel, And that's my good friend Jordan always says. Uh read a book man especially you matt just sit down and read a book how many books do you think that i've read voluntarily in the past five years i'm gonna go zero uh probably right i don't know offhand i don't i don't don't read much man i really don't don't. don't i I just don't see the point like a lot of that it's just like I, i i yeah i can read the book i can watch the movie like it's the one takes me like weeks one will take me an hour and a half two hours and i can text while i'm doing it i can it's it's a whole it's a whole thing man like it's i i i got why what's so great about reading what is so great about reading uh, you 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 get immersed in a world. You get to sit down, you know, relax, uh, have a have a cup of tea. Uh, it's not so hard on your eyes, uh, you know, compared to watching a movie. Uh, lots of great things. Uh, did you did you pay attention in school at all, Matt? And no. Uh, not to mention you you you. Uh, it makes you smarter. Make your vision gets better. So many things. I don't uh, need to get smarter, man. Then I then I just embarrass you around. Like you couldn't be around me, man. It'd be, <laughs> my my head wouldn't fit through the doors anymore. I'd love my head's already kind of a freakish size. I mean, I, I kind of look like Megamind at reading books. You're hopeless, Matt. You're hopeless. Uh, I'll try again next week uh, with, with some words of wisdom. But you, you got to start listening to me, man. I just want to improve your life. Hey, I'm a hopeless, but I'm a hopeless romantic. <laughs> no, get away. <laughs>